I ain't got a platform, but I sure would love to preach a good political message after all what's happened last week. But I come to tell you, my political statement is this. Here it is. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but I wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ a solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Don't have to worry. God's still on the throne. Nothing catches him by surprise. He's not folding his hands and saying, Now let me say what I'm going to do. He's Everything's right on target. You read the book. You read the end of the book. It tells us what things are going to happen. We act surprised. And God's already warned us and told us what was going to happen. And you can see the events and what God does in the past. And God will not put up with it anymore. He's already told us. You can look for signs. They're all, boy, I got a good sermon on that too. But anyway. That, <laughs> but I didn't come with a political message. I came with a, I want to just brag on Jesus. Just brag on Jesus. Jeremiah chapter 18. I know you're used to standing and reading of the word, but uh, just, just stay seated today. I want us to just kind of uh, just look at this word. Jeremiah chapter 18. Or stand if you want to, I don't care. We love the word sitting or standing. Jeremiah chapter 18, it says this. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Jeremiah says, then I went down to the potter's house. Good move, Jeremiah. If God says it, well, to do it. And behold, he worked a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, his clay is in the potter's hand. So are you in my hand, the United States of America. I meant, oh, oh, house of Israel. Beautiful, beautiful sermon scene. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. Amen? But you've got to hear this one. I'm sorry. I'd rather see a sermon in action. So this is what God is saying to Jeremiah. I want you to go down to the potter's house. Jeremiah, I could tell you all kinds of things. But right now, I'm going to, there's an object lesson. You need to see it. It's a sermon that you're going to be able to put into your mind and put into your heart and relay it to your people. So I want you to go down to the potter's house. And Jeremiah said, I went down to the potter's house. And when he got down there, he looked upon the wheels of the potter. And he saw a piece of clay, and the clay had not turned out like the potter wanted it to be. So he says the potter remade it into another piece of clay as seemed good to the potter to make it. You ever work with clay? Play-doh. Get it? It's always amazed me. The first thing I always make is a snake. <laughs> Any testimony out there? Well, can't we make good snakes? Something wrong with us, I guarantee. But anyway, if we don't like it, we just roll it back up. And make something else out of it, right? And this is a lesson that Jeremiah is going to learn. Look at that piece of clay, Jeremiah. This is like Israel. Israel had all the potential of becoming what God wants it to be. 
And yet something has happened to Israel. And it has become marred. But God says, don't fret. As the potter can remake that piece of clay, so I can do to a nation. And if God can do that to a nation, he certainly can do it with an individual. Thank God. I love the reference. I love the song. I get all teary-eyed and excited when we sing, Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. I get excited what God has done for me. I hope you have too. You don't understand where I've been and where I am now. You don't know where I was raised on the streets of Greenville, South Carolina. Later we moved to Greenville. You don't know what God did in my life to take me from my environment to place me in where I am now. He is the potter. And I'm just a piece of clay. It's amazed me how the heart of God has always been revealed in His work. In what He has done for me. And I hope you can say the same thing about what He has done for you. I want to talk about, Thou art the potter, I am the clay. And I want us to look at an analogy. I want us to look at what this potter's house stands for. Look at the potter, look at Jeremiah, and look at the clay. And I want us to think about what the potter has to go through, the steps he has to go through to get that piece of clay into a useful vessel. And that's what God does with all of us. And so the potter, the first thing he would do, he has to find his clay. If he's going to have something, he has to find his clay. It's always amazed me that these People who work with their hands know where to get their raw material. And so he knows where to go to find clay. And so the analogy is what the potter is to the clay is what God is to us, right? And so God always knows where to find clay. When nobody else would probably give me a chance in Greenville, South Carolina, God gave me a chance. He came looking for me. A lot of people say, I, was, I found God. God's never lost. You was lost. Uh, God found you. God knows where to find clay. And he finds all kinds of clay. Some clay might be of high quality. Boy, this is some good clay. I've had people say, Preacher, you need to go there and talk to them. Boy, it'd be a good lick to get them in our church. What? God's looking for all kinds of clay. Quality clay. Not so good clay. Potter doesn't care. He's just looking for clay. He's looking for all kind of clay, red and yellow, black and white. All kind of clay is precious in his sight. He's, look, he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to find clay. And he knows where to go and get it. And I'm so glad that God has found us. I'm so glad that God left the ivory palace, came to this world of woe, looking for clay. That's what Jesus did. He's always on the hunt, always searching for clay. And the beautiful thing about it is to know that he still is looking today. From pew to pew, from heart to heart, if you don't know that you're a lump of clay, let me tell you, God is waiting to get his hands on you. Thou art the potter. I'm the... He finds the clay. But in that second thing, he frees the clay. The clay just doesn't get up and decide to go to the potter's house. The potter's got to extract the clay. 
So the potter takes his hand and he dips it down. And maybe it's all kind of brush and he sweeps back the brush. And, and maybe it's in the muck and the mire. And, and the potter would go down there with his hand and, and get a big scoop of clay and raise it up above the muck and the mire. The psalmist says, he raised me out of the pot, miry pit, set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. He frees the clay. The Lord Jesus Christ, when he was here, was criticized for hanging around with people that the good old boys didn't hang around with. He was criticized and called a drunk and one that was a friend of sinners. But the Lord Jesus Christ knew if he came to this world, he came for one reason, to seek and save those who were lost. And he went to places nobody else would go. And he still goes there. And when he finds him, he knows that he cannot just leave them in their surroundings. And he reaches down in the muck and the mire and he lifts them up out of the miry our miry pit and establish their goings he frees the clay well that clay ought to be ashamed itself just laying there among all the dirt and the grime and the muck why don't the clay better itself why don't it turn over another leaf why does the clay just sit there because clay's clay and the only one that can extract it, the only one that can free it from all of its environment, its surroundings, only one that can set it free is Jesus Christ. He said, if the Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. He frees the clay. Thank God that he only finds us, but he sets us free. He sets me free. Praise the Lord, he set us free. No more sin. No more shame. No more guilt. It's all gone. He's raised us up. Finds the clay. Frees the clay. And fixes the clay. Y'all cultured enough to understand what that term fixes is, right? I'm fixing to go to town. <laughs> we always are fixing to do something. Fixing means you're putting your hands into it and you're working at it. So the potter knows how to fix clay. You see, the potter, after he frees the clay... He brings it back to his house. That's what God says. Jeremiah, I want you to go down to the potter's house. And in the potter's house, I'm going to cause you to see a sermon. And so when Jeremiah got down to the potter's house and saw that work there, it was a piece of clay that had been in the potter's house. He brings that piece of clay to his house. Now we see the analogy. The potter's house is the church. Okay? He finds the clay, he frees the clay, and it's time to fix the clay. You would think that all of a sudden that he would take this piece of clay and be anxious to, to make sure that everything is going to turn out just like he wants to. And you think he would run and slap it right on the middle of the wheel, but the potter doesn't do that. He takes that piece of clay and he just sits it up on the shelf. What it needs to do is it needs to absorb its surroundings. It's not ready to be worked. Sometimes we say, okay, now that you got saved, you need to go to work. No, no, no. They need to be in the potter's house, need to be in the church. Need just be sitting there listening to Brother Kenny preach the wonderful messages that he preached. Listen to the beautiful choir and all the beautiful music they hear. Listen to how much you love the Lord Jesus Christ one another. So they might absorb some of the environment. Okay? 
So the potter just leaves that piece of clay there in the drying out process. Every once in a while, he'll go over to this piece of clay and he'll look at it. No, nope, not ready yet. God knows when you're ready. God knows when you're supposed to be doing something. Then the potter would go one day and say, man, this looks pretty good. Better crack it open. See what's on the inside. Boy, when I really started walking with the Lord, I sat in the church and thought I was all right, but every once in a while I got cracked open. He still wanted to fix something inside of me. You hear me? You know what I'm talking about. Then the potter would look at it and say, well, I just believe this ready to ready to be worked on. And so the next step is to, he's ready to form the clay. He takes that piece of clay and he puts it right into the middle of the wheel. He doesn't put it on the outside. If he put it on the outside, he'd always be trying to catch up with it. That's what's wrong with a lot of people. They're on the outside and God's always trying to catch up with them. Amen? Right in the middle. So this spins and he's ready to form that piece of clay. Oh, he knows in his mind when he went out and found the clay what he wants this clay to become. He puts his heart into his work. We talk about that. Boy, I tell you what, they put their heart into their work. God puts his heart into all of us. You watch the potter as he works with his hands. It's in his mind what it's to become. It's in his heart. He puts his heart in it. But it's his wonderful hands that does the work. Oh, aren't you glad that God's hands are upon our lives? Aren't you glad? Making us, molding us. There's no better feeling in the world to have thine own way, God. I am the, you are the potter, I am the clay. No better place in the world to have, have to be is in the hands of the potter. And so the wheel is going and the clay is spinning around and the potter is putting his hands upon there. Every once in a while he'll take a little water and he'll make it smooth. And I think about the washing of the water of the Word. God knows what he's doing in the potter's house, making it smooth. And I watched the potter one time. I, I'm always amazed ever since I read Jeremiah years and years ago. And found out about, I go to these craft fairs or some, something, someplace where they're making pottery. I stand there. My wife's all at me. Will you come on? But I'm standing there. And I can't hardly. And I'm asking questions always. One time I asked questions. I said, you were spinning that thing and it looked like it's pretty good and smooth. What, what's wrong with it? Why'd you stop that wheel? And he said, I felt a little hard place. And he, and he took a tool and he pricked out a little hard place. I said, how'd you know it was there? He said, every time that went around, it nicked my hand. And I knew it was there. And I thought about, dear Lord, how many hard places I have in my life. Did I hurt my Heavenly Father when his hands are upon my life? Dear God, take it out. Take that old hard place out. I don't need to have it. Take it away. The potter starts his wheel back up and that piece of clay is starting to be molded. And he stopped the wheel again one time. I said, why would you stop there? Another hard place? He said, no, no, it wasn't a hard place this time. There was a, he took a little instrument and he poked it. He said, there was a bubble there. Every once in a while, God has to burst our bubble. <laughs> That's all right. When we think we're high and mighty, think we've got everything in control, think we're running this show, God has to burst our bubble. That's right. Starts to clay back up. You watch him. Sometimes you watch it sometimes. You watch it as a sometimes. I had to 
thrust their hands down into this clay, their thumbs down into clay. Some clay is hard to work with. <laughs> Some's kind of malleable, but some is hard. But he, he puts his hands. If he's got the power to do it, though, doesn't matter how hard it is. He he can he knows what he's doing. He can make it. He has he has to he has to work on some of us more than others. And he pushes his hand down in that piece of clay to make it. What? But yet all the all the reason for that when it's even hard. Remember, he's got in his mind in his heart what he wants his hands to do. And sometimes we don't understand where God is going with all this, but He's making us and molding us into a useful vessel. Finds the clay, frees the clay, fixes the clay, forms the clay. You know what's next? Fires the clay. It's got to go in the kiln. Uh oh, I don't like this part at all. I don't like the fire. No, thank you. I don't care about the fires. That means the test. Uh, the Hebrew children, they went into the fire, came out unhurt, not even smelling like smoke, better off, because they said, now we know the fourth one is like the Son of God. Jesus is going to be there with us. You see, we've got to understand that the vessel, whatever it is, that he's making, it's got to go into the kiln. It's got to go through that process. If you take a, maybe it's a water jug that the party was making, if you were to pour water inside that jug and leave it overnight, then you would pour that water out. What would It would be murky, right? So it's got to be fired, it's got to be tempered in that it doesn't soak up what it shouldn't. And so God comes to all of us and he, he puts us in the fire not to hurt us, not to make us weaker, to make us stronger. That people will look at us and know that we've been through a test. And that we're truly, we're truly strong because what God has done in our lives. And if we have made it through then we are a testimony. You can't have a testimony if there's not a test. We can have that testimony of being, you know, vessels of God because God has taken us through and that we have come out to the better. Thank God. Thank God. I don't like the fires. I've been through some fires. Challenging fires. Didn't know where I was going to make it. How much time I got? Five minutes? Some of you may have heard the story. Thirteen years ago, my grandson, Ryan Cockrell, was pitching baseball for Greenwood High School. Second game of a doubleheader, he was pitching. Third pitch, the ball came back and hit him in the side of the head. Crushed his skull into his brain. R rushed him to the hospital. Found out later that only, uh, you know, maybe one out of ten ever makes it through to the emergency room. Doctor came running in. Doctor Bucci, some of you may know him. Great doctor. He came running in. Running with my son-in-law down the hallway to do surgery to release some of the pressure on the brain there. Nine out of ten don't make it through that surgery, but Ryan did. 
my daughter was crying. Daddy, daddy, fix it. Daddy, daddy, you always told us that you can fix anything. Daddy, fix it. Dear Lord. Daddy can't fix this. Ryan had another surgery the next day. Two weeks out, he had another brain surgery. Ryan has half of a brain now. Been in rehab for 13 years. Ryan's the most wonderful person you could ever meet. You know, I'm going to bring him to meet you one day. He walks like a stroke victim on the left. It's amazing what you can do with half of a brain. But that's a trial I'd just soon do without. I cried buckets full. My daughter said, Daddy, you can always fix everything. Fix this. I couldn't fix it. And in my tears, I said, God, you can. God, you fix it. I know that you can. I ask that you will. And God did a great job on Ryan Cockrell. A lot of trials like that we go through. But I know my God is able. I don't like the fires. I don't like the times that we have to go through our life and worrying about this and troubled about this. And, but God's trying to tell us these things happen to us, that God's not doing it to us. He's doing it for us to make us stronger. The fires. You may be going through a fire right now, but I'm going to tell you something. You're in the hands of God. Here's what God's going to do. The last point. He loves to feature his clay. Finds the clay. Frees the clay. Fixes the clay. He forms the clay. He fires the clay. Then he features his clay. You go to a potter shop. There they are. All the beautiful things. Man, you look at them. Man, look at this. Look at that. How do you do it? It's awesome. Wow. See, we're in the potter's house. How do you sing that song, God Bless the USA? I'm always jealous of people singing. And I don't like a singing preacher, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> we're the, that piece of clay. All of us, God, God said, watch this. Watch this piece of raw material I can extract. Watch this piece of raw material I can free from sin. Watch this piece of material I can put my hands upon. Watch this what piece of material I can make a useful vessel of me. Watch this piece of material, what I can do to it. Now sing, brother. Preach, brother. Teach, brother. Do what you can. Do what, you, what God wants you to do. The potter's house. All kinds of clay featured. Jeremiah, have you seen a lesson here? Have you seen a lesson, Jeremiah? Jeremiah said, I saw a lesson that was marred. And God says, well, can I not remake this, this vessel? Can I not make this vessel into something useful? Can I not take Israel and do something else with Israel? Can I not? Am I done with Israel? No. The answer is yes. God can remake. Yeah, sometimes we... Uh, we're not like clay. We've got legs and arms and a mind of our own, and we wander away. We get on the outside of the wheel. But God's got an ultimate plan for you. 
to feature you out of one of his vessels. Take that potter's house, take that piece, maybe it's a vase that you take. Y'all say vase or vase? (laughs) Vase. Okay, just making sure. Somebody asked me one time, what's the difference in vase and vase? I said about $1,000. So <laughs> you take, take this vase and you look at it. And you look at it. Man, that's beautiful. See, that's what God does every day. Look what I've made. If you hold it upside down, you'll look and see that the potter has scratched his name on the bottom. About to lose Kenny's earpiece. The potter's put his name upon that piece of pottery. He's proud of it. God's not afraid to put his name on us. What manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us that we can be called the children of God? I lost it. <laughs> Let it hang. I'll talk a little bit louder and he'll get it. That's the pottery. That's the featured vessel of Almighty God. That's what he wants. But listen to me. We're not good just to sit around in the potter's house. We're going to leave the potter's house and take the message with us to wherever we go. We're not going to stand there when we're in the hands of the potter and say, look what I did, look what I'm running, look what I'm doing in this world. But everybody will know we are there because the hand of the potter has been upon our life. And we leave this place. Lessons. Different kinds of lessons. Jeremiah went and told Israel what God had said and Israel said, well, we don't care. In chapter 19, you'll see that there is another reference to a piece of pottery in Israel. It was referred to as a piece of a broken pottery. No thank you, God. But I tell you, don't try to do, don't try to improve, don't try to work on yourself and think you can do more with you than God can do with you. Where I've come from and where I am today, there's only one answer. The potter. That's what it's all about. Don't leave from here today not knowing that you're in the hands of the potter. Make sure that God has his own way with your heart. Every one of us in a process here of what God's done with the potter. God's still looking. Finds the clay, freeing the clay, fixing the clay, forming the clay, firing the clay, fixing clay. Every one of us somewhere in that process right now today. Oh, we got some. Brother Joe Hughes. Never will forget his name. First one that met me back here when I visited last fall before he got sick. You understand that? That's God's vessel. Made an impact on my life. I prayed for him. I'd ask Kenny every time I saw Kenny, how's Brother Joe? So he'd tell me. Y'all didn't know that, did you? Made an impact in my life. Just that quick of knowing him. That's one of the vessels of God. Why would anybody want something else besides being God's vessel? I can't understand it. 
I'm way ahead of the game in the potter's hand. How about you? Let's stand. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy, your kindness, your goodness, your understanding. We thank you, Lord, for those wonderful hands. God, thank you that you've got the gentle touch. You've got a strong hand, Father, when you need a strong hand. But God, you always do the right thing. God, thank you this day that you care about us. Care enough to come seeking, finding us, raising us up, bringing us to this place to hear the word of God, the hope that we have in you. Knowing that, God, you're not finished with us yet, that the best is yet to come. God, have your own way and put your hands upon our life to fashion us in what you would have us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.